Welcome to a special edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. I'm Walter Storholt, and every week this program plays throughout the Dayton and Cincinnati area. Dan fields questions from listeners, but he also stresses several key points each and every week, and we're going to go over a few of them now. So, Dan, you know, we often talk on the show about the three biggest mistakes people make with their money. Explain those to us. You know, all three of them are built on this strong desire that we have to try to predict the future. And so the biggest mistakes that I see, you know, if I could, you know, if you're going to, I see a lot of mistakes, but if you're going to ask me what are the top three, the first one is to rely on some type of stock picking approach, whether you're doing it yourself, where you're hiring somebody, whether you're in a mutual fund that tries to selectively buy certain stocks that they feel are going to finish above average. You need to understand that time and time again, research shows us that on average, 80% of the professionals who are trying to defeat a certain average underperformance. They come in below it. Now, there's a number of reasons for that. Number one is because they don't have information that nobody else has, so they're speculating. Number two, attempts to beat market averages are expensive. There's trading costs that are involved. So that's number one. That's probably the biggest one. In fact, you know, if, if you doubt me on that, just Google examples of where people threw darts at the Wall Street Journal and had a better portfolio <laughs> performance-wise than these experts had, okay? Or they had a chimpanzee uh, pick stocks. Uh, the fact is, is that is news occurs randomly, stocks react to news, therefore stocks move randomly. We just need to accept that. The second biggest mistake that I find is market timing. So this is where somebody understands, okay, I can't pick individual stocks, but you know, I know that there's a good time to be in the stock market and there's a bad time to be in the stock market. Well, you might know that after the fact. You're never going to know that before. Otherwise, again, you're speculating. So when I see people making these massive shifts to their 401k plan, based on what they think is going to happen, or God forbid what someone at the water cooler told them, mm-hmm. you know, Barney, who's the, the so-called expert, that scares the heck out of me. You don't know. Market timing can, can really destroy a portfolio. Um, the best strategies are one where you're in multiple asset classes and you rebalance the portfolio. So when certain parts of your portfolio do well, you sell a piece of that and you go buy the parts that didn't do as well. And that forces you to sell when markets are high, and buy when prices are low. I mean, that's investing 101, and yet we don't do it. The third biggest mistake is what I call track record investing. And this is where you you take a look at what's done well in the past, and you make the mistake of believing that it's going to do well in the future. We do this little exercise with people all the time where I show them the top 30 mutual funds of, of a previous decade, 20 years ago, and then I show the next 10 years that followed. And it's just amazing how, how bad they do. The, the winners of today are not necessarily going to be the winners of tomorrow. And it's just, again, because sometimes you can get lucky, um, but this is, investing is not about trying to get lucky. Investing is about using s- smart, intelligent, tried and true principles that put the odds of success in your favor. You will never have a 100% guarantee but you'll have a much greater chance for success if you do it properly. Get rid of stock picking. Get rid of market timing. Get rid of track record investing. There is a better way. Especially if you're limiting or eliminating mistakes. That is essential as well. Another thing that you stress, Dan, to folks is that, especially small business owners, they're probably overpaying their taxes. I mean, in in many, many, many cases, you find that to be the case all the time. But what's the root reason? 
Well, the root reason is because they're not getting tax planning advice. They're getting tax filing advice. Mm. Um, not to pick on the CPA industry, but the, the, the truth remains is that most of the professional accountants that, that I've worked with over the years do a fabulous job of completing the paperwork to determine how much tax the client owes. But there's almost no service being done at the beginning of a year to say, okay, here are five things you can do. Here are changes you can make to your business that are going to minimize your taxes. Or if they do it, they only do it when they're asked to do it. It's not something that's done proactively. This is especially true for small business owners. It's also true for high earners. There is a difference. And one of the things that we work with our clients very carefully on is planning. In fact, I, I like to emphasize to clients that done properly, any fees that I charge you work with me will be extremely small compared to the tax savings going forward. Can't promise that for everybody. But for a lot of people, we can, especially small business owners. So understand that there's a lot of strategic things that small business owners can do. They're not doing it. And it's just simply because they're not getting the right advice. They're not getting the right expertise. I'm not telling you you have to fire your CPA. You can love your CPA. I probably love your CPA. But what I am telling you that there is a difference between planning and filing. And too often, we're not seeing the planning being done. And it's a real shame because people are voluntarily paying Uncle Sam far more money than they should. And small business owners, you guys pay enough as it is. This is a special edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril right here in the Cincinnati and Dayton area with Matson and Capril, your local wealth coach. I'm Walter Storholt, and uh, you can find out all about Dan by going to quizdan.com and listen to the show each and every week. Uh, always fresh material, new things that we're talking about to keep you up to date with what's happening. We're talking about some of the key points you need to know about on this special edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle, some of the things in the financial world you need to have an eye on. And every once in a while, Dan, yeah, you give our listeners a great strategy. And by, of course, every once in a while, I mean every single week. Uh, one of my favorites is how you show people a way to convert a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Saying it is simple, but doing it and incurring little to no tax is another story. Can you explain how you do that? It varies from client to client as far as what we can do. But with a lot of people, we are able to help them make that conversion from a, an IRA that is going to get taxed when you pull the money out to a Roth IRA that once the money's in the Roth, it's, it's no longer going to get taxed. It's tax-free. Now, if you make that conversion, very often people will pay a significant amount of tax along the way. So if I take a million dollars and I convert it to a, a Roth IRA, well, i got to come up with maybe $400,000 in tax or whatever the amount will be, there's going to be a percentage. Sadly, a lot of people just do that. They don't really think it through. Um, through the use of strategies that involve charitable giving, for example, we can reduce that tax dramatically. Now, sometimes people will say, well, I'm not really charitable inclined. Well, you know what? When you're giving money to Uncle Sam, believe it or not, that's considered a 501c3. That is a charity. So the question I have for you is, would you rather give it to the government or would you rather give it to St. Jude's Hospital? The choice is yours. Um, in the case of converting a Roth IRA over tax-free, a lot of times it's a very unique strategy that we'll recommend where a, an individual sets up what's called a charitable lead trust. Money is put in that trust, and this is not money that's part of the IRA. And the way the charitable lead trust works is it, it will it'll give the charity income for as long as you're alive, but the main principle stays intact. And then when you die, that money then is transferred to your heirs. So the, the charity gets to use the benefits of it while you're around. When you're not around, it's done. That strategy gives you a huge tax deduction depending on how you set it up. 
tax deduction can then be utilized to convert your IRA money over tax-free. Now, that may sound like a complicated strategy, and you know what? It is. I don't recommend anybody try this at home. I just want you to understand this. There are many different strategies that can be done to lower your taxes, and one of those is converting from a traditional to a Roth IRA, and sometimes it can be done in a way where you pay very little tax along the way. All right, Dan, last question on this special edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Uh, Why do you say that most mutual funds stink? You've said it more than once on the show. (laughs) Well, the reason, and I'm I'm tough. First of all, let me emphasize this. I love the mutual fund concept. The idea that for $1,000, I can own 1,000 companies is great. Where I have a problem with most mutual funds is they have a lot of high internal fees, they're, they're managed by stock pickers and market timers. And as a result, the client ends up paying a lot of money and getting very little in return. There are some very good funds out there. You need to study them very carefully. One of the things that we do for all of our clients is something called a portfolio MRI. And in that MRI, we analyze your mutual funds in ways most people never even thought could be done. We'll show you what they're owning. We'll show you what the expenses are. We'll show you what you're losing in trading fees, what the manager's taking out. We'll show you if it's even beating the market average that the manager's charging you to do. Most funds don't do that, which they say they're going to do. So because of the fact that most funds rely on those three myths I was, or those three mistakes I was saying previously, well, that's why I think most mutual funds do stink. There are some good ones out there, the ones that don't rely on selective stock picking and market timing and track record investing. So whether you are, you know, feel that you're, you've been victimized by stock picking and market timing, you think maybe you're, you're paying more than you should in taxes, um, maybe you just don't like the, the investment strategy that you're in, I strongly want to recommend take advantage of our offer to come into my office and sit down and we'll get a clear understanding about where you're headed. My practice is set up not to sell you product. My practice is set up to develop for you a very specific strategy that first shows you the direction that you're heading and then shows you what changes you need to make. Where you go from there is going to be entirely up to you. If you want our assistance in implementing the plan, we'll probably offer it to you. If not, you can do it on your own. What's missing for most people is holistic, unbiased advice that is done by putting the client's best interests first. I just don't see that being offered too often out there. And what we've done is we've structured our practice specifically to do that. So take advantage of it. The other thing, too, I'd encourage you to do if you go to our website, which is www.quizdan.com. You can post on there any question you have for me. I'll be more than happy to answer it as a listener to this podcast. Go to quizdan.com. You can also call 844-QUIZ-DAN if you prefer to have a conversation on the phone. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your place to go. So there you have it, a few samples of what listeners to Solving the Financial Puzzle hear each and every week. And as a subscriber to the weekly podcast, so will you. Every week, this informative program will be delivered directly to your email inbox, so be on the lookout for it. And if you ever wish to send Dan a question, don't forget quizdan.com or call 844-QUIZ-DAN. Thanks so much for listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle.